It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. Actually, I don't know what episode it is, but it sounds really good, doesn't it, Ryan? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, wait, is it really? <laughs> Does it sound right? Yeah. Every, oh, yeah, every week's probably about that. Yeah, mate. Yeah. We had the 100th episode in perpetuity from now on. Uh, mate, it's round five, Team List Tuesday podcast. See, we're jumping on. We're going to chop up the team list. We're going to have a talk about, uh, you know, probably some players here that this I've had a quick skim and there seems to be a fairly common uh common theme between some of the, the the players here. So we'll 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 see if we can cover them through the teams and then we'll circle back and, and see if we miss anybody. Mate, uh first game here on the Thursday. Mm. Newcastle Knights, a little bit battered and bruised, but you know, still like decent looking team. They've named Tyson Frizzell. Uh, have to imagine he's probably not going to play. Have you seen much mail on that today? Admittedly, I haven't really uh, seen anything. No. The, the only thing I saw was uh, the Newcastle Herald posted an article yesterday that was behind a paywall. That basically, they were saying um, that uh, his hamstring injury wasn't as bad um, as first thought. Um, so, yeah, I, I think – but, you know, generally even a minor hamstring, like even the, a slight twinge, like the physio always says, you know, it's usually at least one or two weeks. So, yeah, um, I'd probably bet against him playing with a Thursday. Yeah, particularly oh, with a sure, Thursday, yeah. you have to think he's gonna just, you know, he's an Origin player. They're they're sort of doing pretty well. I mean, obviously, this is a winnable game for them, but at the same time, you wanna you don't want to chop up your season and have him do a do it way worse mm. for the sake of a Thursday night round five game against Manly. Mm, um, sure. Obviously, we'd have to imagine if that's the case, Monacera will go onto the edge and they'll bring in Simi Sasagi or, or Pasami Solo. But, I mean, fantasy relevancy-wise, the big news was Leo Thompson moving into the starting team and then shit in the bed on uh, Friday. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really get any extra minutes um, starting versus off the bench. It was basically the same as normal. Um, but then, mm. you know, because the Knights didn't play particularly well. Um, yeah, he didn't score particularly well because of that. I mean, his first it was pretty good. I mean, he got a, what, about 22 points in like 16, 17 minutes or something like that. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he didn't come on for... Didn't come back for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he only scored about three points in his second stint. That was about 15 minutes as well, so... Yeah, I was yeah, trying to work out exactly was. what was happening because I wasn't actually able to watch that game because I was at the pub, yeah. so... Right. Yeah, and not even a pub with a TV. It was some sort of hipster pub with craft beers, which I was dissatisfied about, but... Yeah, it wasn't my choice of venue. Uh, but, um, mate, the other news, obviously, from this game, obviously, Mann played 80, scored really well, and Brody Jones did not play 80 and did not score very well. But we sort of thought that he might come out of the box a bit slow, coming off injury, COVID, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, no panic there from us, I don't think. No, just, yeah, if you've got him, keep holding. And I still think he's probably a buy. Um, you just got to hope that his, his minutes increase now that he's had that first week back, um, get the match fitness under his belt. Yep. Moving across to Manly, obviously big news today or yesterday. To, I don't know what day it is and what day this news came out, but uh, Tom Trubojevic out for at least four weeks. That takes us through to round sort of nine-ish uh, and Cooler comes into fullback. There's some speculation that uh, maybe Garrick might move and he might move onto the wing or even, you know, we could see, you know, Tupolotu on the wing and him at centre. I'm not really sure. 
or even, I don't know, Morgan Harper might be able to play on the wing. I don't really know. But I think uh, no matter what, obviously a 220K dual position guy, you've got to pay attention. Uh, we're chopping up him and another 220K option a bit later for the Rabbitohs. Um, but, you know, I, obviously I saw you sort of mentioning something about today, him needing to sort of average in the 30s to make that 120K or so mm. Um for the four weeks, assuming it's only four, but you have to think with turbo soft tissue injuries, they're going to be really careful. And then he's going into state of origin as well. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, if he is only in the squad for four weeks, you would need him to, uh, I think average about 35 to make about 130 to 140 K over four weeks. Um, yeah. But like you say, he's obviously going to get some game time over origin when um, turbo drops out. Uh, and then you, you've also got the hope that maybe he could win a center spot or win, you know, one of these spots. I don't think that's overly likely, but um, uh, you know, uh, you're obviously getting at least four weeks, and then whatever extra we get over Origin. Um, obviously, last year Manly were pretty uh, conservative in terms of resting Turbo in the weeks after um, he played Origin, so you might get something mm. like that again. Um, but I mean, at the very worst case, he's a, a dirt cheap cash out who's going to play you know over origin yeah and cover dual positions and you know he's not unless dylan walker's injured again he's probably mm. not a danger of sitting on the bench so yeah yeah just want to want to watch i guess uh the only other player that's really fantasy relevant in this team outside of him is dce who i know you're tossing up bringing in this week uh mm. and you've sort of do you want to tease your article that you're going to release uh, once we finish recording the pod, yeah. So um, I've been working on an in focus in focus article for uh, Daily Cherry Evans this week, and uh, basically the the crux of it is that Cherry averages more without Turbo, um, and, it, and it's significantly more. It's about six points uh, more without Turbo since twenty eighteen, um, mainly since twenty nineteen. He only played two games in twenty eighteen without Turbo, but yeah. So it, it's a pretty significant um, jump. And the majority of the, that scoring tends to be around um, try involvements. So, you know, try assists, um, line break assists, line breaks and stuff like that. And, and it tends to make sense. Like anyone who's watched Manly over the last couple of years, um, you, you know, we've seen Turbo, he always sweeps around the back, creating that sort of overlap, those extra numbers. And he's been able to just devastate defenses over the last year or so doing that. Um, so, and obviously, whoever replaces Turbo isn't at that quality. So, I, I think it's just a fact that Cherry has to pick up more responsibility in attack, and he gets sort of cleary like receipts um, when Turbo's not in the squad. Yep. No. Well, mate, I did say tease it, not just tell everybody exactly what's in there. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just you excited. Know, you do, you be. You do, you be. Um, obviously, Bullymore's all the way out of the eight out of the 17 as well, which, um, you know, I think everyone should be off him by now. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Warriors up against the Cowboys. Uh, let's not call them a juggernaut this week. We're, we're probably a Cowboys, um, you know, small soldiers. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Arden Fanua Blake out with a, I don't know what's going on there. Is he? Um, I think he's just dropped. Him? I think he's just dropped. Oh, uh, surely you can't drop him. No, I feel like there's something going on there. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, he's probably scared of placing Tomalolo, I reckon. He's just asked to sit this one out. <laughs> uh, but other than that, they're fairly unchanged. Bailey Sirinan comes in, Karen back to lock and and um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to think Torhu's not too far away now. By later, yeah, well, so lurking down in the reserves. Yeah, um, I, I don't think Valet is going to walk back into this team unless um, someone in that center spot goes really poorly. And yeah, Tohu just around the corner. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's too many warriors here we're touching really, is there? No, no, I, I, I'm a hard no on every single warrior except for maybe Josh Curran. Mm, you and Aiken's going uh, right I mean, too, in terms of Obviously centers. Aiken... He's in your team. I certainly wouldn't be actively trying to buy him, but I, mean, I wouldn't be selling him either. He'd just be one of those ones. You just park him in there. He gets 45 or so every week and you're happy. And, um, mm. you know, just think about your life uh, with centers in the past that weren't you <laughs> and Aiken not scoring 45. If, you, if yeah. you're sitting there going, oh, maybe I'll trade him to Cooler to get Cleary or something like that, just know that that is a mistake and, you know, Life's always better when you've got a centre that's averaging 45 and scoring 40-plus every single week. Moving across to the Cowboys, obviously Nanai chugging along. Uh, Cotter, two good scores in a row. Tomalolo uh, returned to form. Uh, and um, obviously Hammer's out, so anyone that's still holding him can come comfortably move him on. Uh, I mean, Nanai's not news. Tomalolo, Cotter, and Gilbert are probably more points of of discussion. Um, Ryan, can you talk about Tom Gilbert? I don't want to do it. I'm trying not to smile too much. <laughs> you yeah, talk I about said, Tom Gilbert. I'll just sit here. I won't say anything. I said last week I was a little bit skeptical if he was going to keep that role. Um, uh, look, if, if I bought him last week, I wouldn't be panicking. Um, I, you know, you, you want to see another week. Jeez, uh, yeah. Just the, the sin bin really hurt. Um Took 10 minutes off and <laughs> what are you doing back there? Um, it's a Jill's theme song. Jeez. Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think the Cowboys were that bad in this game. I mean, you play 30 minutes with only 12 blokes on the park. It's it's probably going to go poorly for you. I think they'll bounce back this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm surprised Gilbert didn't just get shit canned all the way to the bench with Lukey coming in. I guess they've been pretty good outside of that. And like Gilbert has been one of the best all year. So there's mm. no denying that. Um, but you know, Todd Payton gonna Todd Payton, bro. Um, and obviously Tom Alolo, good score, but I mean, uh, he made thirty-seven tackles, which is not something that Tom Alolo normally does. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're expecting him to be back to sixty-plus average, I would not be expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think it's realistic to expect him to score in the fifties. He also but, threw three offloads in this game, which he normally does not do. He's normally not an offloader. So mm. uh, it's I probably one to keep an eye on for future trends. Break him in a forty-five, no urgency. If he does another sixty score with a couple of offloads in there, then we might come back next week. Next week, what do you reckon? Yeah, good call. What about Reuben Cotter though? This is two scores in a row, two games, two scores over fifty. I actually got a message through the week with some hot goss, which I haven't even told you about yet, Ooh, from a source that shall remain nameless. Okay. That uh, there has been preliminary conversations regarding Ruben Cotter potentially playing in a 14 jersey that's not blue but more of a red colour this year. Oh, interesting. So anyone looking at him for by round 13, which the Cowboys play, it is not a, it's not a given that he's going to be available in that particular week. Yeah. Uh, given his uh, positions that he's able to play. 
and um, obviously early form, but he's looking like a pretty good option. And I mean, that's not a, it's not a, he is definitely going to be, it's that there's been some investigations into it. Uh, what I really like about Cotter is he's scored his points in two completely different ways the first two weeks. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's found a way to get to 50. You know, it's it's 28 tackles, seven tackle bus and 160 metres or 46 tackles, one tackle bus and 90 metres. You know, he's found ways to do it. You know, there's still, there's no tries in there. I mean, he's he seems like he's, you know, he's not an offloader, which is probably the negative thing. And he's so little, he just gets in quick, play the ball and off he goes. Um, But I mean, they've had, they've got Warriors, Raiders, Titans, Eels, which should be a tougher draw, but I don't necessarily know that it is. Um, what are you? Is he a buy? And that Eels is in Darwin. Um, look, for me, I've sort of got the same opinion on him as I had for Gilbert last week, in that he might be a keeper, but I don't trust Todd Payton to keep him that way. Um, so his first game back at round three, where he played sixty minutes. Uh, that was when Cohen Hess got injured in like the eighth minute and he came on mm. straight away and yeah, played some big minutes after that. And I just wonder what happens when Cohen Hess does return because um, Cohen Hess was the starting property. It was going pretty well. I'd assume like, like my assumption would be, you know, that he, he occupies a bigger minute role than what Tamil Brown is currently doing. Because um, mm. I mean, Cotter's back to the bench now too. Like how, For now. I don't know. For now, but sure. that was a like, that was a one hour before the game swap last week. I think Tom Lola just likes the thirteen jersey. It's one of those Josh Jackson hmm. jersey voodoo things. But like, if when Cohen Hess returns, I'm assuming he takes the ten jersey. Is Tom Lolo is you know is McLean going to go to the bench? Maybe. Oh, um, I would assume so. McLean didn't start the year at prop. He started on the bench. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he he might be one to watch then. But I, I you know he's five hundred sixty k now, so I guess he's not cheap. Yeah. If you're buying him, you probably want him to be a keeper. Yeah, if I was doing like a like you know, let's say I just wanted to do one trade this week and I had no spare cash, I could see like Jack Bird to Cotter being a a, a good step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you needed no. that mid hooker cover, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I certainly wouldn't be rushing out to buy him, but I just think he's probably somebody that needs to be bought up. Moving on to the next game here, Broncos, Roosters. Obviously, Broncos, we lose Albert Kelly for the season. Obviously, after we told, well, you know, suggested that it'd probably be okay because it would take a seasoning and injury for Billy Walters to be relevant. And sure enough, we called it. He's old and, you know, Albert Kelly's been getting into a punch on with Payne Haas for some reason on the streets. But, you know, Payne Haas is still here. Um, and that sees uh, Walters going to the six. Corey Pakes coming to the seventeen. Uh, they also lose Pat Carrigan for the next four to six weeks, and um, that'll see Hetherington into the lock spot. They also lose Flegler to suspension. Shock, surprise, can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> I mean, fantasy-wise, it's really wheels up Payne Haas. Hold on to Billy Walters if you got him, but, I mean, break even in the 30s. And I mean, he had 50 minutes and scored really poorly last week. Uh, although they the Broncos weren't doing him any favors, uh, is there anyone else in this line? I mean, Hetherington's probably the qu- the big question. Um, I, I I have a perpetual uh, lack of trust for him, though. Yeah, oh, look, I I think Hetherington's going to be good for the next two weeks. Um, 
out after that, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. Flegler played some huge minutes despite getting binned and um, put on report yep. a million times. He played about 58 minutes on the weekend. Um, you know, like Kobe could have played more minutes. Um, yeah, he, he only played 28 have, minutes or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's why it, I'm, I'm not filled with a whole lot of faith that he doesn't go back to a, you know, a 30 to 40-minute bench roll once um, Flegler mm-hmm. returns. I think you probably need Payne Haas to cop a suspension um, for Hetherington to be really worth it. Which is you know entirely possible given his uh, abilities off the field to make an absolute nong of himself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm really, man, I'm really not enjoying not having Payne Haas. I'll have to be have to be said uh and it's just, he keeps going from strengths to strengths as well averaging 71.3 uh, i have half a mind i have i'm i'm i've actively chosen to buy a pangai this week instead of Haas, and i've got 360k sitting in my bank for cleary money and i'm just wondering whether i should just bite the bullet instead of getting pangai Haas instead but I just oh, I want the origin cuz pangai is going to play 13 assuming he's not suspended um, and he's got the jewel. I think Haas is about as expensive as he's going to get. Mm. And, gonna, yeah. uh, he's, you know, I'm kind of just, I want to go, I want Cleary because I'm having Cleary FOMO from last year still, but Haas is just <laughs> absolutely blitzing it and doesn't look like he's going to be doing anything less than that anytime soon. So maybe I'll maybe I'll see how reevaluate next week I mean that 300k I could go like junior Paulo to paint Haas or something next week if it flops and just you know avoid Cleary for another couple of weeks while I've been cut my cash again hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I don't know it's like a solid plan to me yep well it's not Mark's trade podcast though so we'll move along uh <laughs> roosters here uh obviously put the sword to the juggernaut last week James Tedesco could have scored more but didn't uh no sign of Suwali in the 17, but he's down in the reserves. Bruce is fairly fantasy irrelevant outside of Tedesco, really, aren't they? Yeah, they haven't really done too much this year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see anyone in this team I particularly want right now. Um, yeah, no. Teddy's doing fine. Um, not too many wing fullbacks are going that well, to be honest. Like, I think uh, Pap, Hines, and Gagai are the only ones averaging over 50 currently, so... Um, yeah, I think Teddy's fine. It's just that a keeper wing fullback is probably going to look a little bit more like 2017 than 2021. Yep. Well, not if PVL has anything to say about it. Yeah, that's true. Hold that phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, onto the Raiders and the Storm. Uh, Raiders are pretty quiet here outside of Schneider's cash, just chicken along, obviously 34 last week. Don't panic about him. You can keep playing him. Although if you have a better option this week, I mean, he's one that you could potentially not play if you had a better option. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Starling, same thing. I have fears for Starling's score this week, uh, but he's, you know, no, not a panic by any stretch. I mean, Raiders is pretty much if you got them, hold them. If you don't have them, don't buy them. Is that is that the way we feel about the Raiders? Yeah, basically. I don't see any obvious buys here. Um, yeah, just keep no. holding your blokes. Cool. Oh, mate. Finally, Ryan Pappenhausen, 102 <laughs> points. First century of the season. Uh, looks to be fully recovered from the ghosts of concussions past last year. Uh, four tries, smashing the goals, try-saving tackle, three line breaks. 
Um, only three tackle busts in four tries, which is a bit fun. Um, but uh, yeah, just mate, look, looks absolutely dangerous. And um, obviously, Storm. We highlighted the Storm early schedule as being something to target. Obviously, said Bulldogs there now, and goes into Raiders, who haven't been particularly good. Sharks are fine, but can be exploited defensively. Warriors, Knights, Dragons. It's uh, mm. you know, it's looking like you know, all, all good things for Pappenhausen from now on. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun to be a pap owner. Um, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, you can only say good things about him. He's, his ownership is up three point two percent this week, so he's one of the he's the second mm-hmm. most popular buy currently. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's at thirty six percent ownership, so you have to think most of the serious players have got him. Um, mm. But I mean, captaincy is uh, an interesting question because I mean, last year he was just absolutely braining it, but we know the. The wing fullback position is is volatile more this year than it was in the past last year. Um, I probably would still be not putting the C on him, I don't think. Um, mm. Yeah, unless he's got a really yeah. great matchup, um, you know, against a bottom yeah. four side. That's the only time I consider it. But, yeah, even then he's no mm-hmm. sure thing in, 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 in unless uh, PVL ball returns. Yeah, I mean, you could target, like, say, that round nine against the Dragons or something like that, assuming that, Fuimano doesn't come back and clip him again, but I mean, you know, you can get an exact same or, or similar sort of ceiling output from a Hines who has the base stats there, I think, um, despite him sort of scoring not that well last week. Um, outside of that, uh, it's really uh, the halves kind of both not scoring super duper well. Grant sort of chugging along, Josh King. <sighs> Josh King, 50 minutes, uh, and kind of bailed out a little bit by a try, which seemed to get – oh, that had no tackle bus in it. I'm sure yeah, it they had falling, some tackle bus in it. falling on a try. No, he, right. he just fell okay. on a kick. Yeah, so that would have been 33 points in 49 minutes without that try, which is an area of something to keep an eye on. Hmm. Still got a low uh, Certainly not panic though. stations, though. Yeah, exactly. You could. I think he's probably going to peak fairly soon. He's still got a low break even, um, but yeah, it could be a sell next week or maybe the week after. Yep. No, I agree, and um, really glad I didn't jump on Brandon Smith with that sixty-three break even because he only scored like a twenty-something, and his price is going through the floor now. So he's going to be on the uh, on the buy list in a couple of weeks. Might be a straight swap for uh, like a. Brady Jones or something in about four weeks. Yeah, maybe he just needs some more minutes. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't get a whole lot of minutes in the Bulldogs game, but that's said they didn't really need to play him for many either. No, well, mate, that's we sort of spoke about what that what that chop up might look like, and I mean, it turned out to be Harry Grant eighty, Brandon Smith, Max King, uh, Josh King, not Max King, Matt, Brandon Smith and Josh King fifty minutes each, which is perfectly plausible. Mm. So yeah, yeah, uh, be interesting to and, see how it happens moving forward. And he didn't even look like he was going to get 50 until, um, like, Jerome Hughes apparently picked up, like, a, a slight twinge and he went off with about 10 minutes mm-hmm. to go. And that's when um, Smith came back on and played hooker and great moved into the halves. There you go. Rabbitohs and the Dragons. Uh, we see who's out here. Um, uh, Mark Paulo's Nichols out. obviously went down pretty early. and Oh, Jackson Paulo's gone. Mansour's in too. So, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the big fantasy news here, Davi Moali, everyone's favourite, 220K red dot week one. Uh, he actually comes into the lineup here. And I was actually messaging you uh, off air before we started saying that I actually think he could be an alternate to Cooler for a completely different sort of fantasy outlook. Obviously, Cooler is a, is a short-term chasing scores. You know, you know that he's more than likely going to be a red dot some weeks and play over origin. But, I mean, you know, looking at Mowali, uh, you know, Liam Knight is no well-beater. Neither is Thomas Burgess at the moment. Obviously, Nichols is past the age curve. But, I mean, he's, he's he was really, really good last year. Jacob Host is no well-beater. And then you've got Arrow and Cameron Murray, both going to have time off over origin. You know, the Rabbitohs are coming to a fairly soft schedule. There's a potential here for Moali to play 30 minutes a game over the next five, six, seven weeks into Origin, uh, where he then get could get some more minutes. So, I mean, is he if – you, if you were choosing from a 220K guy, is your preference to go with somebody like Kula or somebody to go like Moali, who's probably more of a slow burn – Idea like the absolute sort of ceiling. What we can hope from him is really what Max King's done this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one because uh, like Cooler is obviously a little bit more valuable in terms of the dual position, like having the center wing fullback, which has been a little bit hard to come by um, this season. Um, versus Moali is obviously in a position that everyone has, like everyone's usually got an abundance of mids, but. Yeah, it sort of seems like a coin flip. Like if you if you really trust Manly, um, you know, Cooler seems like the quick hit versus Moali's. Yeah, he's a bit more of a uh, slow burn. Yeah, sit there and hope for the best type thing. I think I'd yeah, man, it's tough. I'd, I think I'd probably go for Moali. Yeah, I kind of obviously I'm leaning towards Cooler because that, like you say, that position is much more valuable to me. Mm. Uh, and I, you know. I last year I was going for the cautious options and I was getting burned by guys like Hines. So I, I said I'm going to take a couple of risks this year and I think that's one of the risks I'm willing to take at the price point. I think if Moali comes out and scores pretty well, I think I've got enough guys here who are starting to piss me off that I can move one of them <laughs> if Moali does well. Um, you know, whether it's Joe, Junior Paulo or, you know, I've got Vilea sitting there being a scrub red dot in my team that I can just shiv him across if, if Moali comes out and puts up 35 in 25 minutes or something and gets his price moving. So I'm willing to sort of, you know, keep an eye or two Alangi who I'm about ready to yeet into the moon. So, yeah, one of those guys I'm sure will, will make way if, if need be. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to sort of take the risk on Cooler, give him the most amount of weeks to make the most amount of money for me. And, and Moali seems to me like, a, you know, it won't kill me to wait a week and see what happens because he might be, you know, Nichols is back next week. He's out of the team and, you know, he's stuck with a red dot. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. mate. Can I ask you what exactly is the coach of the dragons doing? Um, precisely. Um, outside of trying to get fired, shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic, it would seem. Yeah. Why is Moses Embi an obviously better option to him than Tyrell Sloan? I think this might just be, you know, one of those uh, young kid sort of, you know, give him a taste, drop him out because I think Hook knows that they're not a premiership contender. Um, what? Mate, if you listen to our good friend Clinton Burns, he would he would have said, mate, he was getting real fired up 
I reckon he's getting a bit nervous about our Cowboys versus Dragons bet at the moment. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't hate it from a coaching perspective if it is about sort of managing that young bloke, giving him a because he was making some like some dumb errors. Like he's obviously very talented in some aspects, but he's also inexperienced. He's a bit he cocky. <sighs> I don't know. Like he's maybe. trying to take him down a peg or two? Potentially. Um, you know, it, it's similar to like Reese Walsh last year, um, like when he was, you know, getting a start and back to the bench type thing um, until just his talent just dictated he had to take over. Um, I, I just think Sloan's a little bit more green than Walsh was um, at this same time. Yeah. Yeah, no, mate, you're probably right. But I, I think if the answer to your question is Moses Sembai, you're asking the wrong questions. <laughs> yeah, probably true. I'd prefer to see like Jack Bird back there or just anything. Zach Lomax, maybe? Yeah, Lomax. But, you know, even like, you know, you give a guy like Talatau Mona crack back there, Jaden Sullivan, sure, they can't be that, 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 that's the best option that they've got, particularly given. You know, they're now playing you know, McCulloch back playing 80 minutes at hooker, which is just not a solution to any problems either. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's, none of this is fantasy relevant outside of Jack Bird, who needs to be yeeted to the moon as well. Yep. 26 with a try. He's not going to get it done. No, I don't think there's anyone else in the Dragons worth talking about. No, no, I'm just looking forward to having Clinton pay for my entry into the Hurt Locker next year. Uh, All right, going to the Titans and the Eels. Uh, We've got a fairly typical-looking Titans team here. Fermor comes back. Uh, Kelly's out with COVID uh, just for this week, obviously. Uh, Sexton, poor score. And, um, you know, he's coming out saying, oh, my kicking game, like it was intentionally hit the crossbar. You know, piss off, mate. Um, you know, trying to make out like, you know, sometime between last week when he stunk it up on Thursday night and this week he's going to have any chance of drastically approving his kicking game. You know, Brimson actually kicked for more metres than Sexton did last week. And in four games, and this is the reason why I'm selling Sexton this week, is in four games, Sexton has only kicked over 400 metres once. Mm. Despite yeah. partnering um, AJ Brimson in the halves. The, the other concerning thing there is he also has five turnover tackles in four games too, um, which mm. doesn't seem a sustainable rate to me. Um, no. You know, to have 125% no. turnover tackle rate. Um, it, it sort of seems, uh, this is what I tend, like I, I noticed, um, that Brimson tend, like, seems to be the intermediate kicker. So like when they're about 40 metres out, he's the one who puts up the bomb. Um, and because in that that Tigers game, that Tigers Titans game was so awful, both teams couldn't hang on to the ball for more than two tackles. They were starting oh, yeah. every bloody set. They were starting every bloody in set. The, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But but even outside yeah. of that, all right. So put put this Titans game away. Like put put that game away, right? Mm-hmm. So he's had three games of 360, 380, and four hundred and something kick meters. Where I was kind of expecting that maybe to be Cleary numbers like five hundred. And, you know, he's had a pretty good, you know, it's, it's you know, he's getting three goals per game, you know, fairly good tackle numbers, missing a lot of tackles. Um, but his run meters were way down. He was averaging over 100 run meters last year, you know, and he's only hit that mark. He's only gone over 60 once this year. 
Mm. So yeah, that's I think the, he's that's running the, the ball one. less because Brimson's running it more. He was partnering Ash Taylor, who's basically a statue. Whereas now Brimson, obviously Brimson, they're going to Brimson's side for attack. It's running through Furmore instead of a feeder. And, you know, the times that it does go to that side, they're like, give the ball of a feeder. And, you know, he does and he falls over or whatever. But, you know, I think if you can't score points against the Tigers, you've got absolutely no hope. And they're coming up against the Eels, Manly, who even without Turbo, like, you know, they'll probably – I think we'll find that Manly will drag a couple of teams down into the dirt um, for the next couple of weeks. And then the Cows, which, you know, who knows what team's going to show up before they hit the Panthers and the Roosters there. You know, mm. I don't think – like, you'd think by now, Sexton, you would have want him to be averaging 55, not 44. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to move him on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Based on what I've seen from Sexton so far, I, I think he's going to be in, like, the Adam Reynolds type of average bracket, yes. like that high 40s, um, maybe yeah. tickling yeah. 50. And, yeah, just not a keeper. No, like it. Move along. Um, Matty, are you finally selling Dave for feeder this week or – Yeah, can- I- no, I think I'm going to yeet him into the moon. Um, just <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't know. Something just seems a bit off. Like he's not. First of all, he's not getting particularly good ball. The ball he gets is not particularly good most of the time. It's usually you know, coming flat-footed and just nothing's on, and they, he just gets swamped by about four blokes the moment he touches touches it. Um, and he's usually relied on like one big attacking play to bail him out. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. And he just doesn't look as interested, um, to be honest. It's it's sort of a bit depressing. Yeah. Although now that no, I'm now that I'd... now that I'm selling, he'll probably score two tries this week. Yeah, well that'd be good for all the people if you do sell him so that he can get a move on. But he's kind of he's come into my buy calculations except he's gonna be in state of origin as well. So well, you have to imagine. And then obviously we've got Fermore on the other side, comes back low break even, but you know, I'm I'm still firmly in camp trap firmore uh and i think this titans team is largely fantasy irrelevant until further notice what do you think yep agreed no all right moving across to the eels uh one through five fairly fantasy irrelevant uh although penasini nice to see him put up a good score albeit against a uh not very good uh defensive team but Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses probably the two talking points here. Dylan Brown averaging in the 60s. His break-even is about 17, um, despite being sort of mid-600s now. He's just absolutely killing it. Eels soft schedule. We did point that out in the preseason. Not buying either of those two, I don't think, but I'm really happy if I've got one of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think there's going to be a few people jumping on Dylan Brown this week, though. Um, is there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've had a few questions about, like, you know, do Why? I get, say, well, I don't know. I think uh, maybe they're thinking he's back. He's uh, posting some good scores. I just I just don't trust him to, like, is he really going to be a mid-60s average the entire season? I, I don't know. I just can't see it. Um, yeah. Now, Cody Walker scores big scores sometimes in a row as well. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, he's just as likely to give you the 31 that he gave in week one um, mm. at any particular I, I, I think- moment. Like I think he's a keeper, um, uh, you know. Like he, sure. he, in this in this type of game, I just yeah, I, I just wouldn't be expecting a mid sixty. But he's seven hundred and forty k. Yeah, no, there's no value there. No, no, I don't think so. I'd, I'd like, I mean, sure, if you got him, hold him absolutely. I certainly wouldn't be spending on him. Um, uh, Mitch Rain comes into the bench, which is probably uh, the death nail for any Reed Marnie holders. 
Uh, I saw something about potentially seeing him swap, but the EL Socials put up that he was debuting this weekend, so I have to imagine that that's probably likely that he is actually going to debut. But, I mean, the thing with Marnie is Marnie's played 80 all four weeks and only hit 50 once, which seems weird, but I guess they're probably playing from in front a lot, aren't they? Yeah, uh, it'd probably be an interesting case study to see what changed between 2021 versus 2022. Um, mm. so he's making 45. Yeah, his tackle count is way down. He's he's only made 30. He's averaging about 35 tackles this year versus last year he was averaging about 45. So that's a 10-point drop-off just there. Yeah. No, and that that would account for the drop in average pretty pretty heavily. Obviously, the kick meters as well, he, was kick, he sort of does rely a little bit on kicking. Yeah. Um, mm. More than the average hooker. Uh, yeah, 40 metres a game is not a lot either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think there's probably, and some missed tackles. He's missing a lot of tackles, eh? What's going on there? Yeah, wow, four a game the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I have to think he's going to be a bounce back. He's somebody I'd be looking to buy shortly once his brace sort of bottoms out and we, we see some sort of, he stretch one or two games in a row together. But Junior Paulo seems to be getting some questions. Obviously, he went off twice. So he had his first in and then came back on and then went back off because they were winning by heaps and he didn't need to play. In Oregon, Kafusi played a bunch of extra minutes. Uh, only made 11 tackles because obviously they were in front the whole time, 84 metres. It's not not a game. Similar to week one, it's not a game for Paulo. Um, and I mm. think they're going to have some closer games moving forward that he's going to be scoring well in. So I'm not panicking on him, Ryan. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm an owner, so I'm probably more positioned to to sort of talk about my level of panic. But, I mean, if you had Paulo, is he somebody that you'd be looking to move on? Or um, I think he'd be one of those guys that, like, if I had no other fires and I was looking for a way to get to Cleary, like, he might be mm-hmm. my guy. Um, yeah. But... Like if that if that's not in the question marks, then yeah, I don't think I'd be panicking too much. I actually like what I've seen from Paulo so far, and I was uh, yeah. those who remember, I was I was a bit skeptical preseason about your your reasoning, um, but I, I do like what I've seen so far, um, mm. mate. Yeah. Well, week two, week three, he he did exactly that. Was kind of what I was thinking that sort of scoring range, you know, a couple of offloads here, and then you know some you know higher base stats in that Storm game, hundred ninety two meters. He is he's a leader in that team, but you know just like you know. He's going to suffer if they're winning too much. He's going to be one of the ones that gets an early shower because he's the, the leader of their forward pack now. So yeah. him and Papali'i. Uh, speaking of Papali'i, he seems to be scoring pretty well, but, you know, that'll happen in the soft schedule as well. So, um, yeah, moving along, Sharkies and the West Tigers. Uh, Hines had a quote-unquote bad game of 43 points or whatever he scored. Uh, no panic there. Just keep plugging him in if you... Want to captain him? You can. If you got Hines, I'd recommend you captaining. Uh, not if you got Haas, I'd recommend you captaining Haas instead of him, which is the same advice I would have given you after his huge score last week. So, uh, outside of that, mate, it's the Sharks team's pretty Talakai. That's about it, really, isn't it? <laughs> pretty Talakai. Yeah, it's pretty Talakai. You're right. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is sort of just going backwards. Like McKinnis doesn't seem like he's in a, in line for a starting spot anytime soon. Um, you probably nah, might not even. You? No, well, you might even need an injury in this forward pack for McInnes to become, um, you know, into fantasy talk. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's mainly just Talakai, I suppose. But he's got a very low like- break even. I don't think so, to be honest. Um, like, he's got a very low break even. Um, so if you're not buying him this week, it's too late. 
I just I just don't trust a center to to reliably put up big scores every week. Like you are going to get a, a twenty seven in one week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I just I yeah. just don't trust him to to do that every week. Seventy, holy crap! Seventy tackle bars. I just saw that. What is that? The first time? Did you not see that before then? No, I didn't see that. You thought I, you thought I was kidding. <laughs> bloody hell! Seventeen. Yeah, he would have scored a bloody hundred last year in the old scoring. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he's a monster last week. You can't imagine that's going to have all the West Tigers this week though. He might get a hundred k just this week. Um. Yeah, running at Oliver Gildart and James Roberts. Oh, mate, that's scary, actually. That's so scary. <laughs> oh, Boy, get him in quick. Oh, my God. That is just disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah no, outside of that, it's not very exciting for me. And the Tigers, I have a company policy, no Tigers. I've got Tuolungi, unfortunately, still. I can't ship him out, but he'll be gone the first boat to the fucking moon. Excuse me. No, I actually disagree. I just can't hold to give him another week. Get I'm not going to. Gonna, I'm not. I, I'm not selling him. I just he's making me upset, and I want to yeet him. No, that's understandable. He's just been pretty unlucky. Like he copped that stinger last week, where his shoulder was hanging out. But yeah, hope, hopefully he can bounce back this week because he was looking really good in that first half last week. It was just yeah, just unfortunately didn't return yeah, in the second half. That's why I was um, upset because he was a top scorer no. at half time. Yeah. <laughs> That's understandable. Jock Madden's one that's sort of flown under the radar. He's made a stack of cash, huge well, negative break even. Back and then they'll have Dewey, though. Yeah, that's true. No, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be buying him, but, but uh, he's sort of one that flew under the radar. He's, he's turned into a mm. – if you bought him week one, he's turned into a very good buy. Yeah. Yeah. Shame the, uh, the Tigers are a dumpster fire. Otherwise, there's somebody yes. we can have a look at. Mm-hmm. And then finishing off with the game of the round, the Bulldogs and the Panthers – uh, we'll call this the Brent Naden Tavita Pengai Cup. Uh, so yeah, we and Matt Burton, I guess as well. Um, Panthers B grade versus Panthers. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Bulldogs struggling a little bit. Kyle Flanagan gets a. I'll tell you what, they're really trying to find ways for Kyle Flanagan not to succeed. Some of these teams, they like, oh, we're going to put him in reserve grade and we'll bring him back to come against the Panthers this week. Yeah, oh, that's a good plan. <laughs> um, you know, and then everyone will be like, oh, see, Flanagan sucks. You know, clear he's way better than him. Yeah, mate, have a look at the team around them, bud. But anyway, mm. uh, a lot, you know, it's not like, oh, Burton should be regretting doing the move or oh, like, yeah, it's three games in. Of course they're going to suck, mate. We all knew this was going to happen. So. Anyway, fantasy-wise, Burton has sucked, which we sort of thought might happen, but he's going to be a buy in about four weeks. Yeah, I'm taking my victory lap for now. Yep, yep. And then Pangai is really the only other one outside of everybody owning Max King. Um, So Pangai, I think, Ryan, you and I are both strongly considering jumping on Pangai this week. Seems like I'm a little bit more committed to the move than you are, but you seem like you're heavily weighting it. Yeah, he's on my short list. I've just got a, a few blokes I'm sort of uh, contemplating this week. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely on my short list of, um, of guys I'm interested in. This, the offloading is just phenomenal. Um, he, you know, he's, he's played three games this year, uh, seven offloads in round two, seven offloads round four, uh, none in round mm-hmm. three. Don't know what that was about. Probably because it was raining in that Manly game. It was pissing down rain, so that might explain it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's and it seems like with Hetherington gone now, he's sort of moved into a hybrid um, edge middle role versus before he was only playing in the middle. So if he's you know getting that sixty to seventy minutes a game, um, plenty of time to offload. Yeah. It could could be very enticing. 
Well, I mean, when he plays in the middle, he's a PPM sort of guy. Mm-hmm. So when you combine that for 45 minutes, say, with a 20-minute edge stint, even if it's only 15 points, and that's a 55 to 60 average, you know, and he is an offloader, uh, which is, you know, the the ceilings there, which we saw in the 80 points or whatever he scored this week. So, I mean, he's only uh, 7K more than what he started the year at, but I think that, that price is going to move fairly quickly now into the mid to high sevens is where I'm sort of yeah. seeing him land. Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm, I'm having deja vu to last year when we were talking about pay guy around this time. Um, yeah, except we didn't get him last year and we got him. I'm getting him this year. <laughs> you follow your heart, mate. But yeah, I was, I was talking to you, um, what, yesterday, or I think it was about how um, it seems like Baz just loves offloading in his team. Like we was, we was talking to you about like Marty to power and when he was at his offloading best, it was under Baz. Like 2017, he averaged mm. three and a half offloads a game. 2018, he averaged three offloads a game. And then once Dez came in, that sort of dropped off and he was, it was down to like about one, one and a half a game. So yeah, yeah. it seems like uh, that, that offloading is encouraged under Baz. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like the Bulldogs have any better plans outside of that either. So mm, true. <laughs> uh, moving across to the Panthers, highly fantasy relevant. Uh, Targo, Crichton, Tyler May, Nathan Cleary, all options. Obviously, May, you and I both are missing out on him. I think probably the boat might have sound no. maybe if you really you – know, is he gonna is he going to displace Charlie Staines? I mean, maybe. Staines isn't very good. Um, no. Uh, that doesn't stop oh, Staines from getting his job before now, though, so – Oh, look, I, I wouldn't talk someone out of buying May. Like, he's got a negative break even. I think the Panthers have a fairly soft schedule coming up. Who have they got? They've got uh, Canterbury, Brisbane, uh, Canberra, Gold Coast in the next four weeks. And then you'd assume, um, Ta- uh, sorry, To'o would be back by then. Um, mm. So, oh, look, it's every, there's every chance that he's putting up another huge score against the Bulldogs this week, scores another four tries or whatever. Um I think you'd probably need him to average – if he was to average 40 over the next four weeks, he would make 130K. So, yeah, you just got to ask yourself, do you think he can keep scoring points against in that soft schedule? And to be honest, I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah, I think – yeah. Uh, that that the, Always the worry for me was the, whether he's going to score enough tries, and obviously the answer to the question is yes, he is going <laughs> to score enough tries. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty you know, happy. I was kind of a bit late late for me with my plan, so I'm just going to skip him and go for cooler and see if I can make some money that way and, and maximize yeah. my cash. Also, like, if I'm really honest with myself, uh, he's not somebody that I'd put in my starting 17 anyway. So I'd be having him sit in my emergencies, which kind of makes the decision easier. Yeah, well, for me, because like I bought him before his first game and he's been in my emergencies every week. It's, I've just been blessed by having Valaya as a red dot. I've been able to take his score both weeks. So um, yeah, the, right. the value of the red dot coming in handy there. Yeah, I mean, like I've got Targo, Aitken, Crichton, Tedesco and Pappenhausen in my starting this week. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. And I don't see any of those guys being somebody that I'd want to take out this week specifically to put May in. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, see how we go. Uh, and then obviously, yo, a couple of mate. He's got a he's got max Dally M points so far, which is pretty wild. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. yeah, two sort of 
like 47.51 is kind of not what I was hoping for when I was thinking about getting him, so I'm glad I avoided that. Um, But outside of that, this team is pretty much all in the one through seven, isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. Um, Like Targo and Crichton, Targo especially is looking like a keeper. Um, Crichton's scoring particularly well. I don't know if he's... I mean, he might be a keeper-wing fullback the way they're going at the moment, but um, I I just... He might be a good one for like the 1920 emergencies yeah for sure yeah but uh, by the yeah, time just... he's done by the time he's done let's say these next four weeks right and then clear he's mm. going to go into origin all this sort of stuff he might be a straight swap for turbo in seven or eight weeks yeah quite possibly um and, you know he's going to get uh the kicking back over origin as well so yeah you got that to yeah. look forward to um i think just keep holding yeah. him for now i guess and i guess the uh the, lo- the other talking point in this team is the return of the king um the the, it's the disappointing return of the king. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it disappointing. Forty-four is not disappointing. Twenty-six from Toby Sexton is disappointing. I mean, everybody that, <laughs> that everybody that sold David Fafita to Cleary only for them to get identical scores last week would be upset. You would have to think, but yeah. I mean, you know, uh, this week I'm ve- genuinely, genuinely concerned about what Cleary's going to do and what my rank's going to do on Sunday afternoon mm. um, yeah, like, for all the people that have been captained. Yeah, especially when I was, you know, just highlighting that soft, softer schedule over the next four weeks. It gets mm. a little bit tougher after that. They get Para, Melbourne, and the Roosters before Origin. Um, but, yeah. yeah, like I was saying to you just before we kicked off, um, like that 44 probably isn't as bad as it looks. Like he missed six tackles. Like he normally doesn't do that. He's normally like a maybe two missed tackle kind of guy. He's normally pretty, pretty reliable. Um, might just be finding his feet. Like if you turn that six tackles into say two and he makes four tackles, it's you're suddenly looking at a mid 50 score and you, you're not nearly as upset. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like his break even is in the nineties, but he could honestly hit that against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think if he even if he gets like a 65-70 this week, I'll be in a position to go straight from a player like Jai Arrow to Cleary in one trade next week, um, which will be, you know, a, a move that I'll have to seriously consider at that point. But I think short term, I'm just going to be watching and seeing where his price gets to. But he's definitely someone that I want to attack in the next quarter, two to three weeks because I do want that high upside captain there. So, mate, I reckon that'll probably do us for the general chats. Obviously, we've got uh, just a few questions to get through. So, um, <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, you know, over to, over on Facebook, Slick Mix got the uh, the first question, Tyler May, must or too late? So I think we, uh, we pretty much covered that. I think it's not too late, but I don't think it's a must. I think it's somewhere in the middle of those two things. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep, no, I agree. Yep, uh, Adam Fanua Blake maybe injured. I'm happy with it, happy-ish with his output, but I only have 36k in the bank with Haas and M King plus Curran and Leo Thompson. Thinking he could be a trade in order to clear cap for Cleary. Otherwise, I'd just go bully more to May or Davies. Who's Davies? I'm guessing Andrew I'm Davies. That's Andrew Davies. Now, I, I would, I think I would probably hang on to Fanua Blake. Um, you given you can play Haas, Max King, and Curran in your team. Like, I mean, it's one week, you know, and you've got Leo Thompson there as well. He just hasn't been scoring particularly well. Like, he's averaging 58 and a half minutes, and he's averaging 46, only one score above 50. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, if he's if he's a red dot, it means he's not losing cash. And, I mean, you know, who are you going to trade him to? Pengai? Maybe? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's an upgrade to be honest. That's only thirty k. You could do Hast. You could do yeah. You could do Fenil Black to Pengai, and then I do like that's probably ten points. Uh, yeah, and I do like Bully more to either Tylen May or I'd go Cooler or Moali. I wouldn't go to Andrew Davy. Yeah, don't touch. So that. John, if you if you want if you want to go May, I'm fine with that. Or alternatively, if you want to go uh, to somebody super cheap to free up some Cleary cash, you could go a cooler if you like upside or Moali if you like slow burn, but also really poor job security, which makes it sound not as appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's probably cooler, I think. Or May, depending on how much you want to spend. Looking at bringing in Tyler May and Kobe Hetherington have most of the standard cashies. Um, now, Rich, I'm just wondering if you intentionally spelt Penasini wrong so you didn't have to write the word penis. Um, we've got <laughs> Penasini, Billy Smith, King times two, Thompson, Walters, Tuolungi, Brody Jones, 322K in the bank. Considering Billy Smith with Tuolungi or possibly Fanua Blake, if I use AFB, I can do Clifford in for Cleary in one trade next week. Best options. So, mate, that, let's just unpack all of this here. So, it's a lot. You got three hundred twenty-two k in the bank, and you got Billy Smith, and you got Adam Fanua Blake. Now that sounds to me like you should be doing Adam Fanua Blake and Billy Smith to Cooler and Cleary with your three hundred twenty-two k. Yeah, can you afford that? I don't know if he could if he could afford that because we have to be pretty uh, close. Need... Well, Billy Smith's what? He's a, he's Billy Smith's only like two eighty. So you wouldn't well, be about... up that much. You'd only be freeing up sixty k. So yeah, I don't think you'd have enough. So I mean, I I think I'd probably do maybe three hundred twenty two k in the bank. Yeah, so make it four hundred. Yeah, okay. No, he'd have enough. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, I think I think that's the way I would go personally. I wouldn't be mucking around bringing in – yeah, so he's bringing in Kobe Hetherington and Tyler May and, and spending four trades to then trade Clifford out and stuff to get Cleary. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not super jazzed about Tyler uh, – about Kobe Hetherington, if I'm being honest. I think um, – yeah, I think if you can spend two less trades and bring Cleary in and Cooler, I think that's probably the way to go. Mm. Yeah, I just don't like uh, Hetherington's long-term security. That's my concern. No, I agree. Yeah. Has the ship sailed on Tyler May and Josh King, and do we rip teams apart for Cleary and swaps for Hammer? Um, um, you haven't missed May. You've missed King. Uh, and I think we bloody tore everyone uh, <laughs> last week for trying to trade keepers to get Cleary in. So I wouldn't be tearing my team apart, especially for a bloke that has scored in the mid-40s. Yeah, no. Nah. I think you could do hammer to Tyler May or something like that if you want to do that, or if you're trying to mm-hmm. fund Cleary, hammer to Cooler, play him for the next four weeks and, and fund Cleary, and you know you should by then um, you should you know have Hines, Pap, Stephen Crichton, and Cooler. You know, some combination of those guys should be should be right to cover your wing fullback short term. Uh, oh man, cut! There's too many. I'm. Um, I'm going to just say a blanket no to any trade that involves Kobe Hetherington uh, from now on. Um, but uh, Paulo and Jack Bird to Tyler May and Pangai with 100K in the bank. I like I like that, I think. Yeah, no, pull the trigger. Yep. 
Uh, Paulo and Sexton Cells. Who will we bring in? IPAP Cooler. Um, yeah. I, I, I would. <laughs> I, well, I'm selling Sexton and I'm not selling Paulo. So that. I, mean, I don't think Paulo's an urgent sell. I think Sexton, you can comfortably eat him into the moon. Um, yeah, I'm selling Sexton too, I think. so. Yeah. Sexton to Pangai, if you can do that in one trade, is probably a good one. And then hang on to Paulo. Um, that's what I'm doing, Sexton to Pangai this week. Uh, trade Jairo to Nathan Cleary. Yeah, why not? You were just talking about that a minute ago. Yeah, next week. Now you can do it this week if you want, mate. If you got the money there, that's fine. That's a big upgrade. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> is Jack Bird a trade now? He's playing in the halves. I think yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, are we selling Paulo or Fanua Blake to trade down for Cleary Cash? Well, it's one red dot and one not red dot. So. Yeah, I'd be trading Fanua Blake. Burton and Arrow for Cleary. Uh jeez. Uh, there's a lot of people wanting to trade. Had... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. A, a lot if of people wanting Burton to trade for... Burton. Yeah, if you've had him for four weeks, you, you're kind of over the hump now. Yeah. Well, I mean, why did you buy Burton to... Be, like, what were you expecting from Burton to begin with? Like, would be my question. Because uh, I think he's... I, I guess I think one. I think he's, he's about the fifth highest. Enough. He's the fifth highest averaging center so far, and the Bulldogs are going through a really tough run of schedules. Like we highlighted this in our preseason um, podcast, that from like round three to eight, the Dogs were going through a real tough run, and then after round eight, there's going to be a lot of people that probably want Burton. Like there'll probably be like some straight swaps of Crichton to Burton or something like that. Um, Jeez. I guess if you've got, like, say, Aiken and Targo, like, maybe that's why you're looking to move Burton on. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of moving on Burton. Nah, and I and, I, and I've been the biggest anti, anti-Burton preseason too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you can wait a little bit on Cleary. I don't think there's any sort of rush to get Cleary. It's not a rush. Like, I know people want to get him. It's a sexy pick. It's a good idea to get him at some point in the not-too-distant future. But I don't think you should be trading two guys who are keepers for one guy who's a keeper who didn't average – he's not averaging 50 this season. Like, I mean, he's going to after this week, but, you know, theoretically. Uh, but if he doesn't, then it's just going to be an absolute dumpster fire and everyone that paid 1.05 for him is going to be crying and deleting apps. So, yeah. With a break-even in the 90, there is absolutely no rush to be buying Cleary. Burton is averaging one point less than Aiken, and no one's talking about selling Aiken. No. Well, it's because everyone paid 50K more for a Burton and they're on tilt. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Hetherington to go. Let's say no. Um, would you buy Will- Billy Walters or Brody Jones this week, Ryan? Uh, I'd, I think I'd say yes to both. Walters very hesitantly. Um, mm. I think Brody Jones would be my go. If, uh, yeah, yeah, Brody Jones. Yep. Yep. I think uh, I think we're one or two performances from the Broncos away from seeing Ezra Mann potentially. So be interesting to see what happens there. Callum Johnson's also on tilt with Paulo. Uh, he was pissed after last week, but there's nobody better around 600K. Uh, 
and we've we've yeah, I agree with you, Callum, around that. I think you can hang on to Paulo. We'll stay strong together, my man. And um, <laughs> yeah, we've discussed cooler at length. So, All right. I hate when people run more than one team, like Chappie. He runs like fucking twenty-seven. Oh, excuse me, I was gonna stop swearing. He um he runs like twenty-seven teams. I was like, oh, this is my seventh team that my girlfriend's brother's running. Um, yeah, Rocco Berry and Jack Bird for Cooler and Cleary. I like you can do that for sure. Do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, David Feeder and Ethan Bollymore to Brody Jones and Dylan Brown. Uh, mm. Looks like Brown's about to make some serious cash. Uh, I don't know how serious that cash is. Uh, it's 740k. No. He, he doesn't have far to go before his break even will start to even out. Um, like I'll yeah. punch it in now. Like say, say he averages 60 over the next three weeks. He'll make 100k, and that's when his break even will even out. And really, if you're buying him at 740k, you want him to be a keeper. Yeah. So Zion. I absolutely think that trading Ethan Bullymore to Brody Jones is a good move. So let's just put that one in the basket as a good move and let's talk about Dave Fafita to Dylan Brown. Mm -hmm. Two things. Number one, don't trade keepers, particularly when you've got a guy like Fafita whose ceiling is way higher than Dylan Brown's. Now, second of all, have you ever traded a stock market? You know, it's when everybody's trying to be selling is the time to be buying and vice versa. You know, Dylan Browns has come off two, like so two of his best games of his entire three or four year career. He's way more expensive than he's ever been. And that's the time that you want to buy him versus David Fafita, who's put up four stinkers in a row. Statistically, mathematically speaking, Fafita is absolutely primed for a monster score this week. And, you know, yes, he should have done it last week. And, yes, the eyeball test is telling you he's not getting good ball. But, you know, getting Fafita good ball is something that can be fixed in a week of training. Uh, Maths doesn't lie. And eventually, over a big enough sample size, all things come back to how they should be. Dylan Brown is not going to keep doing what he's doing right now. Dave Feeder is absolutely going to explode at some point in this season, and I'm 100% certain about the Fafita bit, not about the Dylan Brown bit, because he might take the step forward. But you cannot have two elite gun center halves. They'll end up cannibalizing each other. The Eels have had a really, really soft schedule so far with lots of attacking stats. It's not going to continue. There's going to be a downturn, and you're going to be going, why in the hell did I trade David Fafita out to get Dylan Brown? <laughs> I'm just being real with you, bro. Uh, you can do, and maybe one week from now, you might be coming to me going, Oh, you're an idiot. I told you Dylan Brown was much better than Fafita. But eight weeks from now, I'm going to be saying, Hey, bro, how'd that, how'd that trade go when you're sticking it into me after one week? Guaranteed. So don't do it. <laughs> I love you, Zion, but don't do it, my man. Uh, are we holding AFB if he's out? <laughs> Are we trading Violator Cooler to save 9K or just keep the red dot to loop? I mean, if you want to, you can do it. I'm keeping the red dot personally. I, I just think yeah. that's more valuable than 9K. Um, yeah. AFB, we've discussed. And, clear is, and Cooler is absolutely no no guarantee to not be a red dot in two weeks. Mm. Uh, can we go AFB with 490K in the bank? Can you go to AFB to clear in one trade? If you can, I'd probably just do that. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, do that. Yeah, I'd probably just I'd just probably pull the trigger on that. I know he said he reckons he's holding at the moment, but I'd probably just I'd probably just pull the trigger on that, I reckon. But you know, I pulled the trigger on Haas last year and he dropped another 150k after I bought him before he started going back up again. So what do I know? <laughs> uh AFB to Hetherington, Bullymore to May. I really don't like Hetherington. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah. That's I think yeah, I think we've there. discussed plenty of options. I, I, surely just pick one of the options we've mentioned uh so yeah. far to trade AFB to. Yeah, and Ben, who's asking about Dylan Brown, you heard my thoughts. I just gave to Zion. They also apply to you trading in Dylan Brown as well, mate. All right, that is it for Facebook. Have you got some Instagram ones, right? I do, yeah. You get the uh, Twitter ones ready. I'll do, run through the, uh, I'll do that. the Instagram ones. All right, so uh, Little John. <laughs> he wants. Can we only get questions from people called Big Big John for next week? <laughs> You don't like Little John? Yeah. No, I like Little John. He's one of uh, my favourite Instagram people. Okay. Keep going. All right. uh, I think it's time to move Fafida on, and I need a little extra cash. What are your thoughts on Fafida and Grant? Wait, what? Fafida and Grant out for Cook and Nanai. Thanks for the wicked content. Um, you're welcome, my man. I would not be doing those trades. What about you, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Don't yeah, trade um, I, I Fafida think... or Harry Grant. If you are absolutely determined to trade Fafida, and I'm like no matter whatever comes out of my mouth, there's no way I can convince you not to trade Fafida. I'll go Fafida to Pangai. Yeah, because um, I'm very on the fence about trading Fafida this week. I'm thinking about it, but if I do it, it's going to be to someone who's a, an elite gun like Cleary or Cherry Evans. You know, It's going to be someone I know is going to finish the season averaging more than 60. Um yeah, so, and yeah, I definitely wouldn't trade Grant out. And I think you've missed the boat on that. I think it's too late now. Um, he's not a keeper yep. and he's already quite expensive. Um, yeah. Jeez, uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce that name, but he's saying, what do we do with uh, AFB? Do we hold and see if he plays or trade to Pangai or someone else? I have dollars in the bank in Cleary bonds I can dip into if need be. I think just AFB to Pangai is a good trade. Yep, love it. Um, do we pull the trigger on Cleary? Uh, or who else would be a better gun option until Cleary loses some more coin? Price doesn't matter. X. Thank you, Ben, from Ben Wood. Oh, Benny. Thanks. There's a nice little touch with the little X on the end there. Yeah, that's cute. Makes me I feel like loved. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to get Cleary now, you can, but I think you're right in waiting for him to dip some more dollary dues unless you want to buy him and whack the seat on him this week and try to jump some ranks up against the Bulldogs. Yeah, if um, I, I agree with what you said there. If you want another gun option, if you want to wait a little bit on, on Cleary, I think I'd be going DCE, whose uh, article I'll be dropping very shortly. Um, he also doesn't that, doesn't necessarily specify that he needs a half. No, that's true. But I, I'm just saying, like of all the gun options, DCE would be my pick. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm choosing to not buy Cleary this week and buying Pangai instead and waiting for Cleary to drop. Ooh, spicy. I think I'm thinking about doing uh, Sexton, Sexton and Fafita to Pangolin Cherry Evans. That's what I'm thinking this week. Oh, that's a that's an, I see. I like that. Mm. So that um, Sexton to Cherry Evans is like 15 to 20 points, and I think Pangolin to Fafita might be sideways this year. You mm. know, or, or sideways enough um, that you know, and you can whack the C on Ches. So you know that, or depending on the matchups, obviously you got Haas as well. 
Yeah, and I don't have to worry about Origin with Pangai, most likely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to more questions that aren't about me. Um, Zach, he asks, uh, thoughts on Hetherington? I've given you plenty. Yeah. Um, will Grant play the 80 minutes? Um, hmm. well, I mean, Maybe. I think most of the time. I think most of the yeah. time you'll play 80. Not all the time, but most of the time. Um, yeah. And would you rather I don't hold necessarily think it or... matters either. No, yeah, yeah. he's proven that. Um, and I think this one's a pretty easy one. Would you rather hold Bird or Tuolagi? I'd be holding Tuolagi, getting rid of Bird. Yeah. Are you with, are you with you can Bird? eject Bird from your team as fast as you can hit the trade button. <laughs> um, ben, he wants to know, should I sell Hamaso or Clark? I'm assuming uh, Aaron Clark. Aaron Clark, um, yeah. uh, I'd probably be selling both. He says selling Clark means I can use Hamaso in a loop. Selling Hamaso means I can keep Clark for a little longer, hopefully until round 13. How's Clark actually been going? We talked about it in the preseason. Everything 35 which is about what I projected him for. <laughs> yeah, it's um, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can get 35 <laughs> points from pretty much anybody, and Will Smith seems to be coming on and adding a bit of spark. I would be hanging on to Hammer and doing the loop, I think, but definitely sell Hammer before he plays again. Um, but Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I guess if you were, if you're wanting to hold Clark, you would you'd be thinking he gets extra minutes, like playing maybe a lock role, like because I guess Tino is probably going to play Origin, that, like as. Yeah, but by round thirteen, you don't want to be having some guy plodding along, not making any money or doing anything in your team for another eight weeks. It's a very good point. Um, he also asks, is Cooler I, a good I pickup? I only up? ever make really good points, mate. Just sometimes people don't listen to my really good points, and sometimes they do. <laughs> Panther fans and para fans don't agree with you there. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Or Dragons fans. Yeah. I managed to alienate about 25% of the NRL's fan base at this point. So <laughs> I'm going to um, go for the rest yeah, by the end of the year. Uh, ben also asks, is Cooler a good pickup? I mean, yeah, we think so. He's he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. not a must-have by any means. Yeah. Um, James, he wants to know, what are we doing with Tuolagi and B- Billy Smith? Um, they an easy sell and whomst too? Yeah, don't talk to me about um, about Tuolagi. It's too soon. I'm not ready for it. I'm just going to – I think he's going to be okay. Billy Smith, you can hang on to him if you want. I, I'm fine with I, – I think it's probably a mistake to sell Tuolagi. Uh, as much yeah, as I, I was raging about him the other day, and you know, I dead said I was sitting there ready to throw my TV remote through the window. But I mean, ultimately, uh, he has shown everything that we need him to show. He's just been really unlucky with a couple of just freak injuries and whatever. Which you know, if we listen to our good friend NRL physio on our preseason injury podcast, he tells us that injuries are the injury prone quote unquote tag is a myth. So. I believe him, which I like to think that I do because I base a lot of what I do in my fantasy life around his opinions on injuries, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, I have to trust that and, and stick to the process as much as it may upset me to have uh, his stupid face in my team at the moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely um, Billy Smith is one. I uh, I would be not shocked if I, if we don't see him again this year. Yeah, if you wanted to move Smith on to Cooler or something like that, I, I don't hate it, um, but he's not yeah. urgent by any means. Um, the West Tiger dribbler, he wants to know, <laughs> is Gilbert worth sticking to? No comment. Mark, no comment. Okay, um, I'll, I guess I'll pick this one up. Um, Do you want me to make I a comment? I think so. Like, if you bought your... 
<laughs> if you bought him, you bought him for a reason. I, I wouldn't be selling him after one bad game. If he does it again next week, I'd be hitting the panic button, I think. Yeah. I would be more inclined to buy Gilbert this week than sell him. Mm. Um, Is my actual uh... opinion on it. But I'd really like him to get like a 40 this week, lose a little bit more cash, and then he might even be a buy potentially, as long as he goes back to that 70-minute roll. It doesn't upset Todd anymore. Yeah, good point. Um, sort of if I layer the cooler, yeah, I think that's fine if you want to do that. Um, yeah. And who would you rather hold out of Sexton or Fafita? Um, I think we've answered that. I think Fafita's mm. probably the more likely one to hold of the two. Um, and one more week, then sell the other for Cleary. Um, yeah, it's fine, I suppose. And drop Sexton. You sell Sexton now. If a feeder comes out and has a big game, you just do two trades next week to get for uh, get Cleary, or you wait for him to drop some more cash or whatever. Whereas I don't, I don't see a world where Sexton's a keeper this year, given what we're seeing from Cherry Hines and then um, Cleary. You know, I think yep. you know there's not a place for uh, Sexton in the uh, without him being an absolute jet, and he's obviously not. Agreed. Yeah, he's he's also asking uh, Hetherington or Billy Walters. I think you could probably find a better option. Um, if if those are your only two options, I'd be going Billy Walters. But I think you can find a better option. Like I'd rather go Cola or you know Brody Jones or hmm. yeah anyone like. I'd that. almost buy two um, along me. Although yeah, if you don't have him, bad mouthing him. I don't know if I could support that but maybe um red dog shawnee he wants to he asks jack bird and clifford to kobe and cooler leave 740k in the bank um mate if i was you i'd just be going clifford to cleary um and jack bird to cooler yep 100 percent agree with that um our man nrl fantasy nine he asks uh hammer to cooler Seems fine to me. And uh, yep. asks Bird to Hetherington. Uh, again, I, we've given our thoughts no. on Hetherington. I, lo- I like him for the next two weeks, but after that, I don't have any faith. Um, yep. You or, go Bird up to Payne or, Guy, go Bird to Payne Haas. Ooh, or, yeah, well, he asks, or go Hammer to Cooler and Bird to Haas. Um, yep, I like there that. There you go. Do that. Bird Do that to Haas. Right Do that. Yeah. Um, one way to dream, he asks. I have had Cleary on my emergency since round one. <laughs> no trade issues. <laughs> it's still around. <clears throat> Jeez, you, you've held the faith. That is a real believer right there. Um, he's asking, Fafita is looking like a sell soon. Um Oh geez, he's he's not even really asking the question. He's just making statements. Um, <laughs> so he's saying Fafita looks like a sell. All right. Yeah. Oh, no, I mate, agree. just hang on to Fafita. Just keep the keep the faith, like you've kept it with Nathan Cleary, mate. It's all going to be fine. Have you heard that Bob Marley <laughs> yeah, song? If, every little thing. Don't worry it's gonna be about a thing. You know, my favorite version <laughs> of that is when the two um, uh, jellyfish squid things from. Um, Shark's Tale are singing it. You know that, mm. well, Will Smith, that's very topical at the moment. Um, you know, when they got the, the jelly, are they jellyfish? And they're two like Rastafarian jellyfish and they're like stinging him and they're, don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. And uh, that, that wraps it up for Instagram on the Twitter. All right, mate, we've got a couple of, couple of Twitters here. Billy Smith to Kobe or Cooler? Cooler, yes. Kobe, no. Cooler. Yep. 
Uh, we've covered Junior Paulo. I think he's a hold. Sexton and Gilbert to Cleary and Cooler. Ooh. Um, Jeez, I think I'd do it. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Aiken, Bird, and Burton, are they trades or keeps? And what should I get for Momorowski out plus 175K? Um, I think of those three... Bird is the only trade. Um, yeah, I'd be keeping Aiken and Burton for sure, and then Bird and Momorowski out for like Cooler and Pangai, and and bank the rest for for a uh, a Cleary mm-hmm. purchase. Perfect, might be the go. Yep. The Pie Professor wants to know <laughs> thoughts on Cooler and Talakai. Time to trade for Feeder. Could trade him. And Violet for Murray and Cooler, or wait a week or two and try trading for Feeder to Cleary. Um, yeah, so I think we've covered the Fafida. You know, so Fafida to Kim Murray is exactly the same situation as Fafida to Dylan Brown. Mm. Uh, it's sideways, and um, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Hmm. I think because I mean, like DCE is AK cheaper than Murray. I think I'd rather go DCE over Murray. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, thoughts on Talakai. I think, yeah, we kind of covered him. He, he's one that could be, like, I mean, he could absolutely be a keeper center this year or he could be one or two more weeks and then out of the team and I have no idea which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> How lucky you're feeling, basically, is the answer there. Yeah. And at 400K, I think I'd rather just take a risk on Cooler uh, for 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. um, but I'm fine with Violator Cooler if you want to do that. Bird to Cooler to fund Cleary, but probably not getting Cleary this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Exact same thing I'm doing, actually. Um, I'm funding Pangai, though, but still keeping heaps in the bank. Who are we leaving in the emergencies out of Max King, Josh King, Brody Jones, and Kobe Hetherington? I think we've answered that. Hetherington. It should be Kobe, and hopefully you're not buying him this week. Most likely downgrading Bully Moore to Cooler. Is it also worth, worth going Ilias to Kobe or Tylan May? Could also do Vilea to Tylan May along with the Cooler trade, but both options don't leave me much cash, but I already have Cleary. Hmm. So the, the question here is Bully Moore and Vilea to Cooler and Tylan May. Bully Moore and Cooler. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, I'd probably just hang on to Ilias and don't buy Kobe. And, and also, just to um, just to circle back on the interchange question, I think I've changed my mind. If you're dead set on getting Kobe this week, I think I'd leave out Josh King, given that we, you know, saw him score 41 with a try in 50 minutes. So yeah. he might score mid 30s this okay. week. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Kobe. I guess he's going to be starting. So yeah, no, good call. I like it. Um, given South's good run, the next six to eight week is now the time to get Murray. Uh, this is from Captain Barb's. Uh, but then he also wants to know, cheeky second question, if I may. Uh, mm-hmm. actually want to come back to his cheeky... Se- I, I think I'm going to come back to his cheeky question as the last question of the night. So, okay. yeah, is one. now the I time to it. get Cameron Murray if we don't ever ha- already have him because of the soft draw? Yeah, I've been chatting to uh, Captain Barbs. Um, he's a good man, um, but... 
I think I've landed on the answers. No, um, his minutes have been inflated a little bit by like the odd injury here and there, yes. as well as some mm. tough runs. Yeah, I, I think now, right? I think right now you're either paying at value or overs, uh, maybe slight yeah. overs. I think I'd be inclined um, to believe that the soft draw is a good reason to not get Cam Murray. Yeah, he might get the odd try, but it's probably offset by playing you know ten minutes, ten less minutes. Yeah, it's entirely possible that he gets a couple of earlier showers where he plays 55, 60 minutes and, and um, you know, someone else, some, you know, Liam Knight or uh, Moali soaks an extra 10. You know, similarly to what happened with Junior Paulo on the weekend uh, where he comes back on and then they pull him off because he doesn't need to be on there. Um, so, yeah, I would incl- be inclined to believe that that might be the case. Yep. Uh, Sexton AFB to Cleary to Cooler Cleary or AFB to Tyler May and hold out for Cooler Cleary potentially next week. I like the first one to be honest. I'd, I'd just be, yeah, yeah. I think I'd be getting Cleary in this week. Yeah, is trading Burton to Pappenhausen crazy? Oh geez, um, I is mean, in terms of trading. Yeah, surely they've got another option. I mean, it, I guess overall points-wise, it's probably an upgrade, but I, I still think it's, you know, trading a keeper for a keeper. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would be inclined to think that there might be another way that you can get Pap without trading Burton, and Burton is somebody that I would probably prefer to hold. Mm. If I had Burton and I had like Junior Paulo or Tom Gilbert or one of these sorts of blokes, I'd be much more inclined to trade one of them to Pap and Asin, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Bird a sell at six? Yes. Um, but would we do Bird to Tyler May? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Cooler in for Mowali. What? No. What? If you've already got Mowali, just hang on to him. And if you've already got Cooler, hang on to him. You don't trade one to another this week. Um and then are we selling Jack Bird and Toby Hetherington? Yes. To- no, Toby Hetherington. Toby Sexton. Yes. We've got <laughs> I was going to say, Toby Hetherington. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got that covered. I think we've got the, uh, I think we've got the, uh, the down pat there. So I want to circle back. If you've got nothing else, I'm going to come back to, um, yep. Come back to the, uh, the Captain Barb's question. So okay. Captain Barb's wants to know. I've lost it. I'm going to find it. Here, hang on. He wants to know. Do we think that the new interpretations of the rules that were announced earlier in the week will have much of an impact on fantasy scoring? That's a very good question because PVL just can't help himself, can he? You know, for those who missed it. He, PVL was talking about how teams are slowing down the rock and he's going to be meeting with the refs to try and get it sped up. Um, I don't know how much of an effect it's actually going to have in terms of speeding up the play, but I think it is quite likely we are going to see more sin bins over the next few weeks, similar to what we saw with Magic Round last year, where PVL just suddenly decides this is the issue we need to focus on for the next month. And, you know, they just go ham to basket. So I think we might see some extra points um, in that teams are just playing against other teams that only have 12 blokes on the field for, you know, 20 minutes at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. So you might see some more scoring there. 
but I don't know if it's I don't I don't see it going back to last year. I just I just can't see it. No, it might be like a halfway you? point between the two. Um, I think it's mm. yeah. I think it's more likely that we have more sin bins, like you mentioned, than than anything else. So, yeah, I'd certainly be concerned for anyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, like, I know someone's going to go, oh, Pangai likes getting the Simbin or whatever, but it's a different sort of Simbin. He gets Simbin for being a dum-dum, not for holding people down in the tackle. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah. more concerned about David Fafita getting a Simbin just for being a bit yeah, lazy. I don't know if the, the thought occurs to Pangai that he should slow the rock down at any time in, in <laughs> the process of him making a tackle. So I'm not so worried about him. Guys like, you know, the guys like... Um, I think Jake Trebojevic is smart enough not to get get caught with it, but those sorts of guys, Cherry Evans could actually be a perfect candidate for something like that. But I think Fafita's um, a candidate for this. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting. I don't think it's going to show up anywhere near as much as it did last year is the short answer to the question, and I wouldn't be basing any of my fantasy decisions on it. Mm. It's, it's just it's hard to like make decisions when PVL changes the game every five minutes though, doesn't it? Like yeah. this just adds, it adds an extra variable into, into everything. Yeah. Just embrace the chaos. That's what I say. <laughs> I like it. I think that's probably a good note to finish it on anyway. So thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Ryan, any final thoughts, comments, any, uh, you know, uh, what do they call, you know, profound wisdom or. Um, I don't uh, I guess just maybe have a quick look at uh, who's leading our um, overall comp at the moment. Uh, oh, mate, sure. great question. So over, overall comp obviously bought to us by Punk Club. Uh, and, um, you know, first prize is going to be $150 Trident voucher, which is pretty exciting. This uh, Actually, Sean's opened up a 42-point uh, lead at the front here. He's coming number fifth, fifth overall. Uh, he's got a lot of the. Uh, uh, he's kind of. Uh, he's just made a lot of good decisions here and sort of missed mm. some of the the duds. Got Tyler Mays AE and for Billy Smith last week. Um, he's got a couple of. Uh, he doesn't really have any issues here at all. Yeah, just Sexton's really the only issue there, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll yeet this week and it'll be all good. Wheels up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Sean. Great job. Cool. I see our good friend Anthony Glover sitting there in seventh. Hey, Glover. Good man. Uh, yeah. Clinton, so, Clinton's uh, in sixth. Clinton versus your oh, Yeah, our, our not as good a friend Clinton. Nah, he's all right. <laughs> Just so, a Dragons fan. Yeah, the all. boys. Yeah, the boys are in 68 and 73 overall. Um, you know, doing a good job there, keeping up the, uh, the Hurt Locker. And that's Matt Hards as well. That's three guys yeah. in the top 11 teams that we're in a big money cash league with. It's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah, I know. What are they doing? Can you just can you blokes give us a chance? And then Theof's in uh, in eighteen as well. So, yeah, so there's just four, the of them. Three of yeah. them, four of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's good to see they've actually bothered to join the um, the overall league. <laughs> Usually they're the pretty slack with stuff like that. So yeah, that's no, good. Good good to represent the boys. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks for a very uh, enjoyable podcast, Ryan. Everyone enjoy your weekend of football. Uh, see how I'm feeling on Thursday. I might do a live. I might not. Who knows? It's you know, it's a mystery, and I'll I'll do whatever I want. But um, yeah, check out Ryan's article. It's going to be coming out probably before this is actually live. And we'll uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>